Hi and welcome to another edition of This Woman Can. I am your host Janice Sutherland and it's my mission to educate and equip ambitious women to excel in their leadership careers, become more impactful and create more wins in their life. Recently I heard an interview with a woman in the public eye where the interviewer, male, asked, do you choose career or children first? He then proceeded to ask her child whether she was a bossy mom. My thought was, would he ask a man the same questions? Now, come on, you know that's a no. We often talk about the glass ceiling for female leaders that they have to, we have to break through and the slow progress women are making to secure those top spots in the workplace. However, women continue to be underrepresented and the different treatment they experience within this process ultimately impacts their jobs. A 2017 survey found that women are three times more likely than men to say their gender had made it harder for them to succeed at their job. And 25% of women workers in majority male environments feel they have to prove themselves to be respected. Discrimination today is not as in your face as it was before or back in my day, given the strides taken by organisations to pursue gender parity. But it doesn't mean that it's not there, because old attitudes still run deep and are often expressed subtly. So I'm going to explore 12 subtle ways women are treated differently from men in business and at work. Let's start with number one. If women are assertive, it can be seen as aggressive. This is a bit of a catch-22 because whatever women do at work, we have to do it nicely. But the more we back off, the more we're not taken seriously. Women have to walk a very thin line between doing too nice and too forceful. When we're successful, we can often be called that word that rhymes with itchy and seen as less likeable. In a 2003 study, business students were given two identical resumes. One was named Heidi and the other Howard. Now, Howard was judged as terrifically competent, but Heidi was judged as bitchy. And when the experiment was repeated 10 years later, the woman was found to be slightly more likeable, but less trustworthy than the men. Number two, women are more likely to get lower initial offers. Now, hiring managers will offer a slightly lower salary, which is to be expected whatever gender, as their goal is to get the best talent for the least spend. However, women are often so grateful to get the position that they don't want to be seen as troublemakers and they're less likely to negotiate the offer, which then compounds and perpetuates the cycle of lower pay. Three, women are less likely to get credit in group projects. When men and women work together, the men are more likely to get the credit, even the woman, if the woman did the bulk of the work and his junior. It's a combination of men being assumed more competent and women not actively taking credit for their work, which is why it's important to be for women to be comfortable talking about their successes. Stop underselling yourself, this sounds like you. There are enough people who will do that for you. Women are assumed to be incompetent until they prove themselves competent. When a man walks into a room, he's assumed to be competent until they prove otherwise. In fact, he himself assumes he's competent even if he only has 50% half of the qualifications. Women, however, are automatically assumed to be incompetent. Next, 
Women get promoted on performance and men get promoted on potential. Not just me saying that, research shows that women must prove that they are capable of succeeding in a role before they're promoted into it, whereas men may be promoted on their perceived potential. Now that means men often move up much faster in organisations. Talkative men are seen as competent and talkative women as incompetent. A study comparing the volubility of powerful men and women found that male leaders talk more, and with good reason. When men and women talked the same amount, she was seen as significantly less competent and less suited to leadership. Let's talk, look, talk about this one. When women show anger, they're often judged as too emotional. Let me tell you more research that shows both men and women think women should be nice and kind and nurturing and that men should be strong. When men show anger, it's seen as a sign of strength. But when women do the same, they're perceived as too emotional and out of control. Here's a biggie. Men get a fatherhood bonus and women get a motherhood penalty. While employers believe men will put more effort in succeeding at work once they become fathers, those same employers believe that women will direct more effort towards their children. The minute women become mothers, the attitude towards them can change. And when women become mothers, they suffer financially. Women make significantly less over a lifetime. Manterruptions. Let's talk about manterruptions. Have you ever watched a meeting full of men? Have you noticed that they all want to be heard? And quite often when there's only one or two women around the table, their voices can easily go unheard. And it's not uncommon that others may interrupt them or finish their sentences or not give them the focus and subtle encouragement to continue. More frustrating, even more frustrating, is when a woman offers her idea and no one responds. Then just a few minutes later, a man in the room represents the same idea and only then is it heard and well received. Women need to be one of the lads, one of the boys. Going out for a drink, watching a game or playing a round of golf is typically how social bonds were formed when we used to go to the office. And when valuable office intel like whose position might be opening up and how to get in the good books a particular boss is shared. Given that we often have the additional responsibilities of childcare, etc., or carers for parents, we're either le have less availability to be involved or aren't included because it's a lad's activity. It can be marginalizing and limit our knowledge. Women are judged more harshly on their appearance. First impressions count. So it matters what someone sees when they look at you. And it shouldn't, however, define you as a person. When you see the vast amount of column inches devoted to how women look, particularly in, common, in politics or high profile roles, it can be hugely disheartening. Rather than critiquing their work and contribution to society, often commentary focuses on their outfits, choices and appearance. Another example, women with grey hair equals old, men with grey hair distinguished, do I really need to say more? Women and makeup, the inference is made that if a woman wears some makeup, she takes care of herself and therefore she'll take care of other people or projects. While no makeup may signal self-neglect and a lot of makeup 
might be a sign of extreme self-focus that can ne negatively impact on working relationships. And lastly, the office mom. According to research, women are more likely than men to do non-promotable tasks or tasks that are beneficial to the organisation, but don't result in career advancement, such as making a woman take notes at a meeting, expecting her to answer the phone, telling female employees to get refreshments, or giving women menial tasks like cleaning up the office kitchen. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, with anybody performing such tasks, if it's part of your role or if it's equally shared. But sometimes the tasks are assigned to a woman rather than a man for no good reason other than they're a woman. That's when either an implicit or explicit gender bias is most likely, to play, is most likely at play. Office housework on a woman can derail their career. It means that women end up working even longer hours because they have to do the housework. And sometimes it means they can't get access to higher value work. My advice to women is to stop doing this extra work if it's not going to help you advance or get a pay increase. Instead, spend time connecting with someone at work or a mentor outside of work who will help you get ahead. Make sure you stay focused on the things that are making the highest impact. So that's it. The 12 ways women are treated differently at work. And if one of those resonates with you, drop me a note, let me know. And remember, you can contact me at info at JaniceSutherland.com or visit my website, JaniceSutherland.com for more ways and how I can help you with your career advancement. And remember, if I can, you can, this woman can. Take care until next time.